Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Tuesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I am joined, as always, by producers Jihei Wiley and Armani Buckets. How are we? You know, n- not too shabby, Arash. I-, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I should be doing great, but I mean, those Clippers, man, they're... I know that you're not supposed to win every single game, but it, it-, it would be nice if you did. <laughs> It was the same Minnesota team that the Lakers just beat the other night. So it was, for me, it was surprising to see how badly, how poorly the Clippers played against that same Minnesota team last night. Yeah, I mean, so here's the weird thing. We are almost at the midway point of the season. Not quite there, but we will get there at some point this week. The Lakers are 19-19. and 19. The Clippers are 19-19. and 19. I mean, this is just... Um, Dreadful basketball, and here's why I say dreadful. It's it's just not fun. You know, I, I definitely thought the Lakers would be contending this year. Obviously, they're not 100% healthy. But when both of the teams in town are 500, it, it's, it's just the worst place to be, you know, because you're not contending. And not that there's, I don't know who would be, who, 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 um, who's the top draft pick? I mean, if you have the number one pick or if you're in the top five, you know, the problem with being a 500 team you're in the worst place to be. You're not in a position, by the way, the Lakers and the Clippers don't have a draft pick in forever. You know, they traded all of their future picks. So it's it's tough basketball to watch. The Clippers yesterday was especially tough to watch because, you again, you mentioned this. You're going up against a Timberwolves team that just beat, sorry, the Lakers just beat the Wolves. And the Clippers, like, you know, I'm turning on that game. And towards the end, it looked like he, G League game. Yeah. The Agua Caliente Clippers. I think that's they're a G League team. That's who I felt I was watching. I mean, I, I don't know who the guys are on the court. I love Shaw. I love Shaw when he was a player with the Lakers, an assistant coach under Phil Jackson. Um, I it's, it's frustrating basketball to watch. You know, we've mentioned it before on the show. I mean, you can get into a Clippers game right now for six bucks. It's just, it, it, it's actually, and this is not a joke, it is more expensive to go to a, a Pagua Caliente Clippers game in Ontario right now than to an actual Clippers game. It's just tough to watch. Is there a turning point? I mean, listen, when Paul George comes back, when Anthony Davis comes back, but I, I, I'm just watching these guys and finding myself flipping to the Steelers-Cleveland game. Which, that was atrocious, too, by the way. It was all atrocious. I mean, those games were terrible. Had nothing to watch last night. And so, but listen, I I, kind of powered through most of the Clippers game. What's your takeaway with with this? First of all, if you had nothing to watch, I think that's on you, Arash, because Ja Morant was putting on a a show. That's right. You're right. That's a different story. At some point, we got to, you know, because of you and like, we got to stretch this show past the Lakers (laughs) and Clippers because there is good basketball being played. It's just not here. It was, yeah, not here at all last night. The Clippers, I I don't know if it was a disciplinary thing because uh, their starters did not play a lot of uh, second half minutes. Now, they were down by a lot, so I don't know if that was a, they were trailing by a lot and it was just the game was out of reach. But Eric Bledsoe had one point 
I don't know what's going on with, with him because the other night over the weekend in Brooklyn, he was a big reason why they come back and beat the Nets, which was maybe their signature win of the season because obviously no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. You go into Brooklyn and then beat the Nets. And then a couple nights later, you can't even, you get smoked by Minnesota on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, I'm thinking that like the Clippers are kind of, you know, they... They, they're like the Lakers in the sense of they're they're playing these teams that like they're they're rising to the challenge, right? They're playing uh, the Nets and they're like we're gonna ball out. Mm-hmm. Then they go and they play. I'm not saying Minnesota is not the Nets by any means. Like they're still a great team, but like they're or they're still a decent team. And and, and every single every single time you go into a game, you should be trying to win. You should yeah. be going for the W, right? But I think with Brooklyn, they're like, okay, we have to we have to show up. We have to show up. And then they go with Minnesota and are like, eh, well, we can, we can rest a little bit and we can, like, put the L down for this if we have to. And that shouldn't be the mentality of any team. No. Um, let alone the Clippers who want to be in playoff contention. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so I'm watching that game thinking, listen, I'm, I'm going to – Watch it for the sole purpose of this show, but it's just a frustrating product right now. Not fun. Not no team that calls Crypto.com Arena Home has played well since it's changed its name. That was kind of the case before, but you know. It's, I mean, is that a little foreshadowing? What maybe we shouldn't have changed the name? Maybe we should have just listen for seven hundred million dollars. I think uh, <laughs> they are happy to change their name, but no, one hundred percent. But listen, I think that's why. The focus has to shift again. I told you I was watching the Pittsburgh game last game in Pittsburgh for Big Ben Roethlisberger. So was watching that while thinking ahead to a big weekend here in Los Angeles. You got the Rams and the 49ers. The winner of that game, 1.25 p.m. kick Sunday at SoFi on Fox. The winner of that game, not so, listen, if San Francisco wins, they're in the playoffs. If the Rams win, not only do they win the division, they get that number two seed. That, that'll be big for them. Um, and then at 5.20 p.m. kickoff at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on Sunday night football, it's Chargers in Las Vegas. Here is the interesting thing, and I and I have to d- 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 to double check this. If the Chargers in Las Vegas tie, they both are in the playoffs. And so and someone said they should both just you know go out have like a gentleman's agreement that they should should be zero <laughs> zero kneel on the ball throughout the game. But obviously they won't do that. But I mean, if for whatever reason, and we've seen at least one tie this season. If the Chargers and the Raiders tie, they're both in the playoffs. If the Chargers win, they're in. If the Raiders win, they are in. But amazingly, and I have to triple check this at the, at some point during the show, someone told me because Pittsburgh won, I think if they both tied, they are in. But listen, I like the win-or-go-home mentality. I'm sure both teams will, will uh, take that. The Rams have to find a way to beat San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan. And listen, there's got to be a friendly rivalry there. They, they were both on the same coaching staff in Washington. At some point, Sean McVay has got to say, hey, listen, come on. Uh, let's have a little bit of pride here. Let's, let's, let's win the division. Get that number two seed. Play as many home games as we possibly can at SoFi. And then perhaps they could be the second team in as many years to play the Super Bowl at home. Amazingly, we did not have that for the first 50, 
was that 51 years of the Super Bowl, 52 years of the Super Bowl, and then now we could have it in back-to-back years. Um, which game are you guys most looking forward to? I know our money buckets doesn't really watch the National Football League, but come on, listen, we got two big games here. I'm, I'm excited to see the Raiders because, you know, they've had so many different incidents this season, unfortunate incidents, and they, you know, they have a chance to make the playoffs with a home game yeah. against a division rival. So I want to see how they stack up, and I want to see if they can actually get the job done here. Because first of all, I didn't expect the Raiders to be nine and seven with everything that's happened 100%. this season, and then the obviously losing their coach in the middle of the season. Yeah. So it's just like. To be in this position alone is kind of remarkable for me. And now a chance, again, with a home game against a division rival should be a very, very fun game. So I agree with you. I think that it would be interesting to see if, considering what the Raiders have all gone through um, and are still currently going through, um, Nate Hobbs arrested for DUI yesterday, uh, allegedly passed out in his car. So, Which, by the way, if if you ever want to steer clear of a DUI, go in your back seat, guys. Chuck the chuck the keys. Do not have your keys on you. Um, there's a long list of things that you shouldn't be doing if you want to pass out in your car and you want to Words actually say Words of wisdom safe. from G. Yeah. Um, but that being said, go charges, go man, go <laughs> charges, go. This this poor team, like the Raiders, have actually had success. So I'm I'm gonna just steer clear of the Raiders and just be like, you know, I'm gonna root for Mr. Herbert and those Chargers. So I, I would love to see the Chargers like get in the playoffs and be playoff contending. And I, I don't know. I just have a soft spot for that team, especially when all those fans have gone through. Oh, like yeah. The ones that have still stuck with the Chargers. I'm, I'm sticking with them. So Listen, I just think it would be fun to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs. I mean, I, I think he is... Um, yeah, get a little experience maybe. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, no matter what happens in the postseason, I mean, obviously we're not expecting a plus 5,000 team, which is what the Chargers are right now to win the Super Bowl. But just to have him in the playoffs... You never know what happens. If you get into the dance, you never know what happens. I mean, say what you want about the Chargers, and they've now been a consistent team. They did go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs this year. They almost beat them again. They should have beat them again when they played again on, I don't know whether it was a Thursday night or a Sunday. I think it was a Thursday night game. And then they almost beat the Patriots at home again. This is not the same old Chargers, but this is a Chargers team that is not a consistent team. But they have the talent there. And I do think that they are a team that wouldn't shock me if, say, they're going head-to-head against um, the Titans, for example, or again against the Chiefs. I mean, this would not be a shock. Again, when you're plus 5,000, it should be. But when you look at the talent that the Chargers have, it wouldn't be a shock if they go on a run here, you know? And so they have shown me nothing during the course of the season to let me know that they would do that. They lose to Houston. Again, Houston, 14-point underdog, beats the Chargers. So while there, it's a new mentality, new coach, new quarterback, new players, it's not the same old Chargers. There are moments in time, and you go to that Houston game, because if they beat Houston even by one point, despite the fact that it was a two-touchdown, they were two-touchdown favorites, they're in the playoffs right now. Um, but again, just because of the talent that this team has, wouldn't shock me if they go on a run right now. I'm not saying they're my dark horse pick, but if I had to pick one, that would be one. Um, So listen, I'm still holding true. I think the Rams get to the Super Bowl, but I do like the Chiefs. I I like the Chiefs to get there. I like the Rams 
to get there. I think State Farm Insurance would like the Packers and the Chiefs <laughs> to play there. That, that that would be perfect for them. Oh, I bet you they already have a Super Bowl commercial All lined right. up for that. Yikes. So, yeah. I, it would be interesting to see those teams play against one another, one another since Rodgers and Mahomes have already, quote-unquote, worked with one another. It would yeah. be interesting to see that. But, yeah, I... I'm sorry, you guys. You know I'm not a Rodgers fan, so I just <laughs> I, I would love to see the Rams kill those guys. I would love it. It'd be amazing. But I think Rodgers and you know that team has come a long way, and I think that they're just too good. I think, and also they're going to have to play in the frozen tundra. If they do right? play each other in the conference championship game, it would be in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And I think we were in Vegas last year, or I think we were there together when it was the Rams and the Packers. I know I watched that game in Las Vegas, so. It's a tough spot. Again, they've played there already this year and lost, so this is not a great matchup for them. Matt LaFleur, by the way, offensive coordinator of the Rams uh, back, um, I think that was the year that they went to the Super Bowl. An amazing uh, run so far. Again, they, they haven't won anything, but he's played tremendously. I mean, coached tremendously well. We've all talked during uh, the course of the season how much we love Cooper Cup. And the cool thing is he was talking to the media, and he is in line to set league records in terms of receiving yards and receptions. But he said, listen, that should not be the new record because he would do it if he does it on Sunday. It would be in a 17th game. Again, this is the first season that they're having 17 games. So while he is having a historical season, 1,829 yards, 15 touchdowns, 138 receptions, all, by the way, league highs. He said if he says if he breaks the league re- league record for receiving yards and catches it it it's he he like he he didn't use the word tainted but it's not the same you know so I, I mean I, as a competitor I would I would kind of agree on that like don't you want to win the ultimate ring as opposed to winning all those records yeah like but like if you could change no, and so he's not saying it's tainted because he didn't get a ring. He said that the, because they're playing a 17th game. Oh, okay. So, but, like, all the records right now are in a 16-game season. So I guess what he's saying is, like, listen, if he breaks the record in, in this new 17th game, it, 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 it's, it's not, you know, again, he needed one more game, I guess, is what he's saying. Oh, I gotcha. But you know what? Now you're setting a new record yeah. for this new, this you know, new, new season. Time yeah, this new yeah. time period. You're, you're, um, what what would they call it? Like you're you're opening the gates or whatever the floodgates for like this new record or whatever yeah. for it. So I I mean, you're you are now the standard, Mr. Cooper Cup. No, he D- is. You know? I mean, he's he's playing uh, yeah tremendously well, and I still contest that if 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 Cooper Cup was healthy when they played the uh, Patriots, that they would have found a way to. Um, to win that game. Worst Super Bowl ever, by the way. Just terrible. That was probably the second most boring Super Bowl yeah, I've ever really watched. Yeah. The uh, the one against uh, Denver versus uh, the Panthers. I think that was the most boring Super Bowl I've ever seen. Oh. That that was that was pretty yeah. bad. It was like field goal after field. Yeah. I'm like, God, you guys got to get it together. <laughs> yeah, because that was the one in Santa Clara. Yeah. And yeah, that was a... It, that was pretty boring. And like Peyton, Peyton Manning got the Super Bowl win, but you're thinking oh, like it was, was just yeah he was, was terrible. bad that yeah. year yeah was it was horrible. still not good though right yeah, yeah, yeah it was a bad game it was just you were like praying for commercials at the end of the day you're like so when are those commercials coming up so I can watch those <laughs> yeah so yeah uh, 
I mean, good on Peyton for getting that that Super Bowl. Good for you for you know Indy dropping you and then getting that Super Bowl. But it was n- not fun to watch. It's like it was like watching last night's game. Oh my with, god! With and by the way, yeah. so it's you know that was the last game for Ben Roethlisberger with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That also has to be you would have to imagine the last game for Baker Mayfield with Cleveland. He, he does not. Um, yeah. Do you want to do you want to blame his O line on that though? Part of a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, you got to you got to play you got to kind of sort of blame that O line. That kid, that poor kid. What, what was it? Nine sacks or something? Yeah. That, you, that was you ridiculous. You need some protection. Yeah. You need some help out yeah. there. I mean, I mean you it's... know, I'm a huge fan of the O line. I'm like, dude, if you don't have an O line, that's why they those guys get Rolexes and bonuses from their quarterbacks because they're like, look, you got to protect me. You are my one shot of defense like yeah. I, I I need you um, and without an O-line are, were they like under COVID protocol were, like, were they have injuries? been they ha- but right? I can't imagine they were again because I, I mean again I, who knows with these new COVID protocols but I know I remember when they played Las Vegas they had a ton of players who were out um, so we'll see speaking of being out and coming back uh we got two big returns this week. Wednesday night, Kyrie, first game of the season. Again, hard to you know be too excited because he can't play home games right now, but uh, he is going to be playing his first game of the season. And then Sunday, Clay Thompson is scheduled to come back against Cleveland. And, and these are two big returns for the two teams that I think are probably going to meet each other in the finals, which is going to be crazy if Kyrie doesn't figure out his deal and say, hey, listen, I mean, again, I don't want someone to get vaccinated if they're fully against it. I don't know what his belief is, but this is going to be hard for Brooklyn to welcome him back and him for him not to play home games. So, Bucket, your thoughts? Uh, Kyrie coming back Wednesday, Clay coming back Sunday. How big is that for those two teams? It's huge. Um, No doubt about it, it's huge. Now, the Brooklyn Nets, they have lost a few games in a row here, and yesterday, just like the Lakers the other night against Minnesota, when the Lakers got out-rebounded by a ton, the Nets got out-rebounded by 30 last night. So is Kyrie Irving going to help with the rebounding problems? Is he going to help with their interior defense? I don't think so. So the thing is, the Nets, yes, star power is great. It's fantastic to have a ton of star power. They have deeper problems right now, just like a lot of the other top teams in the league. With that being said, the Clay Thompson return is like the final piece on the Infinity Stones where it's like they already have everything else. And now it's like, okay, now they add Clay to that. It's going to be ridiculous to watch. And it's so funny and it's amazing to see him in full uniform before these games, full sweat. It looks like he is the happiest man on earth when he's warming up there (laughs) and getting ready to return. I can't wait to see both of them. But I think the Nets have a few more problems that go beyond just adding a Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, Armand. Like, the Warriors have a plethora of riches, right, right now. Like, you know, like, they're they're in play of contention. They're a championship-worthy team without him. So imagine them with him. It's going to be so incredible to watch. I can't wait for that kind of basketball because he's just, he's, and he's probably biting at the bit right now, like to, yeah. to get on that floor and play. Versus Kyrie, like I'm not saying that he's not a great player. I'm not saying that he's not going to add anything to uh, the Brooklyn Nets, but 
what is he going to add? You know what I mean? Like maybe add a little offense, add a, a, some extra points. But I mean, other than that, like, is he going to add defensively? Is he going to add, you know, what, where are we going to see him? But and- here's the thing. You want consistency. And I, I, I just think as much as the Nets at this point are saying, okay, we played this game. We definitely need you back. It will take what we can get. The whole take what you can get thing. I mean, how is that going to work in a playoff series? And by the way, I don't know what the rules are in San Francisco, but they're probably pretty close to what they are in New York. So what, they're going to get to the finals and then Kyrie's not not going to be hurt, but he just can't play? I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm happy he's back, but uh, if, if this is the Warriors and the Nets finals, and I have to triple check this again, he can't play in New York, and if he can't play in New York, I don't think they're going to want him to play in San Francisco. So... Um, that's the frustrating thing. And if I'm a teammate, here's the other problem with that. If I'm his teammate, I'm not happy about this. I mean, listen, you know, you want to be a voice for the voiceless or whatever he said. You, you have a team here. And again, he and KD came to Brooklyn together for the sole purpose of winning a championship. And they're in position to do that. And if they don't do that because Kyrie doesn't want to take a shot, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too thrilled about that if I'm, a, if I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Lakers, the Clippers, the Chargers, and the Rams when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 and 98.5 The Fan. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio, the all-new and Mightier 1090 AM. You're listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. When we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I forgot to mention it in the first segment, but we do have a hotline now. We do have a number where you can call in, give us your opinions, give us your takes. We won't have contests on this line where you can win tickets, things like that. The number is 310-400-0340. That number again, 310-400-0340. We still have an email. Jihei, how can uh, the great listeners of the show contact us there? Well, other than that wonderful intro to that hotline, um, Arash, you can email us, guys, at Show at gmail.com. That is all lowercase A-R-A-S-H-M-A-R-K-A-Z-I-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Before we get into the emails, I wondered, did either of you, because like Arash and I have talked about this on the show, Armand, have, did you have issues with your name? When you're growing up? Yes, all the time. So <laughs> any any like any nicknames we need to know other than Armani buckets that you po- possibly had when you were a kid? Nicknames not not particularly, but teachers would always call me Armin. They always thought oh, my yeah. name was Armin and that was the mo- the biggest pet peeve of mine because it's not A R M I N, it's A N. I don't know where the Armin the <laughs> Min, where does that yeah. come from? I don't know, but that was the only one that I can think of. Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's actually pretty pretty awesome considering like there's so many other ways that you can possibly go yeah, with your name yeah. on that. So, yeah. um, but still, 
we we all feel your pain. We both feel your pain when it oh, comes yeah. to uh, the mispronouncing of your name or the uh, misspelling or any of that. You know, especially when you get maybe you're on you're trying to like change your account or something or like you're calling oh, yeah. t- you're calling your like any of your providers and stuff and they're just like. I want to get this right. Is it so? So, like my bank. Uh, by the way, shout out to Chase Bank. They try every single time to get my name right. Like I just want to know how to like correctly pronounce your name because it's really really cool. And I was like, that's awesome because not a lot of people do that. They yeah. just you know say Jai Hey or something. So um, that's right, guys. You can email us. Uh, sorry, I went off on that tangent. Just had to know. No, but it's um, true. Yeah. I mean, we both have the weird no weirdest hardest names to kind of spell or pronounce or say. Um, but in just to let you know, in Korean culture, I have the most common name. It's like I, Mary. And by the way, when 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 people hear my name, it's it's a it's a very Persian name. Like there's right. there's, there's no there's no confusion there, so it's probably common. But it's um, yeah, in the United States of of, of America, not so common. <laughs> not so common. Yeah. Um, well. These, these questions aren't common, guys, so uh, please keep go. emailing us, and I love it. I love that our listeners do uh, give us some tongue twisters, some uh, food <laughs> yeah. for thought. So with that, we're going to move forward to Bernie Sterling. I did not get to your question yesterday, but I'm going to get to it today from the Pacific Palisades. So fancy. Um, Bernie asks, there were multiple postponements in college basketball these past few weeks. Will we see another season in another bubble, or will we see college basketball get canceled instead? The bubble days are over. The bubble days are done. In fact, us changing our lives because of COVID is close to being done as well. The good news, in spite of us being in the midst of bad news, the Omicron variant is not, I mean, it's as close to a flu. And I get it. I know at the beginning of the pandemic, it was very controversial to compare it to the flu. This new variant is very much like the flu, especially if you've been fully vaccinated. So I do believe we are closer to, to the end of the pandemic and learning how to live with this. So the the the, the days of us shutting things down and playing games in front of no fans, I think are done. I think uh, uh, we are slowly getting past the quote unquote holiday season again. Um, so I, I think by the end of this month, by February, certainly by the spring, COVID's here f- forever. And when I say that, that's uh, in my view at this point, it's like saying the flu is here forever. There will be variants, and we, but we will learn to live with this. Uh, and so there will be like over-the-counter things. We can get more shots. But in terms of us shutting things down again, that will, will not happen. And that's from a scientific point of view. Again, learning how to live with the virus, not trying to stop it, not trying to curtail it. That's not going to happen. We're going to learn to live with that. That's my scientific opinion. My fan opinion, my, my hope is for the first time, I am a fan of a college basketball team that is a top seven team. USC Trojans, coached by Andy Enfield, is one of the top 10 teams in the country. They are currently the number seven. They are 12 and 0. So selfishly speaking, I certainly don't want a canceled season or a season that, that gets cut short because I do believe, I, I, I don't think USC is going to win the national championship. But just to be back in the tournament again, be in the Elite Eight, Sweet 16, things like that. The tournament's fun when I actually care about one team. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the, this is the US of A, guys. This is not Australia. We're not. We're we're figuring we're figuring out how to hopefully figuring out how to live with 
with this uh, with this virus yeah. and moving forward. And you know what? The United States loves money. And there's yeah. no way on God's green earth they're going to be like, yeah, let's shut down another season because... W- you know, of the very no, they're going to be like we're we're making that money. They lost too much. Uh, at the end of the day, it, I think that's what it is going to come down to, which is unfortunate because it should. You know, your heart always wants as a fan. Your heart always wants to be like, oh, it's for the kids. It's for this. No, it's for the dollar. It's for the almighty dollar. So I definitely think that that's going to be the case, and we're not going to see a bubble situation. We're not going to see, and there's too much to lose, right? There's too much to lose when it comes to any uh, association. At any um, professional league or college oh, yeah. or any of that, um, I mean, let's let's look at the Rose Bowl that didn't get canceled. No, let's we're looking at uh, a national championship with Georgia versus Alabama, which, by the way, Bama getting three. That's crazy to me, and I may have to think about uh, placing a little something on that because Nick, Nick Saban in a big <laughs> game. And I don't want to say he's in their heads, but I mean, at this point, listen, I mean, uh, give me the Crimson Tide. I mean, I, that that's a little crazy to me but no i i don't think we are going to be playing games in front of no fans in florida things like that it i i hope that you're right the the toronto raptors if you guys saw they have gone to no fans now canada is different Canada's in interesting because they were yeah. the first ones to go to 50 percent capacity so right now they're at no fans no fans that's crazy but that's also what i said earlier i was like we're not australia we're, we're, we're not the canada we're the united right. states of america we are not going to not play in front of fans we're not going to not we're not going to cancel our season because of this right we'll we'll postpone games we'll push stuff back put things on the bar like on the off the burner but we are not canceling a season we are not like we need that money i I shouldn't say need that money we want that money right so i I think that that's it's just it's a different country so i i completely see where canada is coming from and that to your point, G.A., I mean, you said if there's one league that may cancel and you did not think that there would be a cancellation, and I agreed with you there, it would be hockey only because there's not just one team. You know, with, with you, know, you, you you could bring one team over to the States, like Toronto played in Tampa um, a year ago. But, you, I mean, th- that gets a little bit harder when you talk about six teams or whatnot. But just to give you guys, like, an update on that, because I wasn't aware of this. The Toronto Raptors and Maple Leafs will not have fans at their home arena for three weeks beginning this year. So the first, you know, we'll, we'll see how they do it by the end of the month. The move comes shortly after the government of Ontario announced it will cap attendance at concert venues, arenas, and theaters at 1,000 or 50% capacity. So basically, they were like, listen, if we're only going to allow 1,000 fans in here. Like, let's just cut it because... With with one thousand, I think they probably will have one thousand people, which is whether it's friends and family or sponsors. But like, there, there, there's no reason at that point to sell tickets. Amazing, that's crazy. Yeah, we we will not see that in the United States for sure. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, Bernie, thank you so much for that question. We're going to move forward to Mr. Logan Xavier from Beverly Hills. We're getting all the fancy people here, by the way, with these uh. Um, where you guys are from. Anyways, That's right. um, <laughs> Logan asks, which point guard would you rather build your team around, Ja Morant or Trey Young? Great question, by the way. Listen, I'm going to go with Ja Morant. I've been a big fan of his for a while. The, the way that he plays, his um, his aggressiveness, it is amazing to me, and this is why I'm a little bit more high on the Grizzlies than I expected to be this year. I mean, the way that they played this year without Ja, when he was out, I forgot what they were, but they they... They did pretty well without John Moran. 
With John Morant, though, I mean, he is a special player. And what he did last year in the playoffs, and this is where I really judge guys, how they do in the postseason. Last year, again, he only played in five playoff games. He averaged 30.2 points per game, 8.2 assists, five boards. That was last year. He's obviously an improved player. Um, just one of the best players in the league. And I think by the end of the season, if he's not already in the conversation for you know, perhaps best point guard right now. I think that, first of all, when, when we look at the NBA and LeBron getting older and, and so on and so forth, the league is in such amazing hands with guys like these. Last night alone was such a great example of how good both of these young point guards are. Trey Young with 56 points, 14 assists. John Morant leading the Grizzlies into Brooklyn and just dominating the Nets. To answer the question, I that's so tough. I would say I would slightly lean towards Trey Young just because I'm a fan of three-point shooting and I think that he is going to continue to revolutionize the game just like Steph did. Um, with that being said, though, I think Ja is a slightly better leader and that's not a knock on Trey. I just think that Jaws' personality really is infectious for his teammates. Guys like Desmond Bain that they have, it's it's like Bain could have done this without Jaw, sure, but it's it seems as if Jaws' personality and his like his never back down attitude, it really rubs off on his teammates in a very positive way. Yeah, I, I kind of want to pick both. Can I pick both? <laughs> um, I, I love Trey Young. I love what he has done for Atlanta. I love the fact that he has he's changed the culture there. Uh, yeah. Jaws done the exact same thing as well. Um, but I love I love how Trey Young has just he's he's risen uh, up above the ashes because that Atlanta squad was bupkis when he got yeah. there. Right? They they were bad. So um, I, I want to pick both, but um, I'm going with you guys. I'm going with Jaw because his leadership translates when he's gone. So, yeah. and that's huge, right? If your leadership can translate and your your type of play can translate when when you're not even on the floor, I mean, that's powerful right there. If your team can sit there and step up and continue, you know, playing to the level that um, when you're on there, that that speaks volumes. So, yeah, I will I'll, I'll agree with you guys, John Morant, but I really want to pick both because I love both those guys. I think both those guys are great, great leaders um, for both of their squads. Thank you, Logan, for that question. We're going to move forward to, sorry, I'm low on the uh, totem pole on my laptop. Um, we're going to move to uh, Ryan West's question from Whittier, who asks, with all the success that Cooper Cup has had, do you believe it is all for naught if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl? Not for Cooper Cup himself. Listen, Cooper Cup, this is a season, no matter what the Rams do in the postseason, he can always be proud of. I mean, one of the most historical seasons by a wide receiver in league history. So listen, if, if the Rams, for example, get to the, get to the Super Bowl and lose or fall short, that doesn't take away from the season that he had. That being said, of course, when you talk about having a season like this and putting the Rams in, in a position to win the division, claim the number two seed, yes, you want to do it in a season where you win a championship and certainly in a season where they could win the championship at home at SoFi. So it's not all for not. No, no, no. That's a question more appropriate, I think, for a team. You know, when a team goes 16-0 and or 17-0 and and then they lose the championship, is that season off or not? Yeah, probably. Listen, I mean, you don't want to go undefeated like the Patriots did and then lose in the Super Bowl. That would be 
It's like, what the heck was that all that for? When you have an individual season, that's different. The receiving yards, the receiving touchdowns, the receptions that Cooper had during the course of the season, that's forever. Like, I mean, that's one of the greatest seasons of all time. It has nothing to do with the playoffs. has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. So, Coop, that season Cooper Cup had, that will, uh, you know, again, that is one of the greatest seasons by a wide receiver in league history. And whether the Rams win a Super Bowl or not, he can always be proud of that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that individually speaking, it's it's something to always cherish regardless. And, and when you talk about a wide receiver, you have a huge impact on the game, obviously, but it's not like you're a quarterback that can truly dictate the entire entire game. I think that, yeah, it's something that he should cherish no matter what happens for the rest of the Ram season. But with that being said, if you ask Cooper Cup, I'm sure that he would say that he would trade it for a Super oh, Bowl. Yeah. So Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, if I were in his shoes... I'd be like, I'll, I'll take the ring any day over all those accolades because football is the ultimate team sport. You can't win without your quarterback. You can't win without your defense. You can't win without your wide receiver. You can't win without any of those components. So I think if you were to ask Cooper this, he would be like, yeah, I'll trade it oh, all no for everything else, that. right? And yeah. I, think, I think everybody on that squad would say that same thing. Like, yeah, this is what we're here for. This is why we got Von Miller last second. This is why we got OBJ the last second. This is why we got, um, you know, certain people on this squad so we can win for today. We can win a Super Bowl now, um, and now is the time. So thank you so much, Ryan, for that question. We're going to move on to our last question from Anthony Trumbull from Ventura, who asks... Who is your biggest disappointment in the NFL so far this season? Oh, man. Biggest disappointment. Let's see. Um, probably Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Because, you know, to begin the season, I, I, I had them as sort of, you know, I didn't think they were, they were going to win a Super Bowl. But you go back to that first game of the season where they almost beat the Chiefs. And I'm thinking, listen, Cleveland could be a pretty good team this year. Odell Beckham Jr. gets cut or gets, yeah, did he get cut or get traded? But anyways, he got cut during the course of the season. Um, It's just been a frustrating year for Cleveland. Not that I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, but I I I definitely thought during the course of the the summer, I'm like, you know what, I like the pieces that, that they have on this team, and I think this could be a playoff team. Again, happy to uh, say that you know the Rams, the the uh, Chargers, and the Raiders are ha- have all had kind of the seasons that I thought. So it's it's not like I, I don't want to put them in the mix, but if I had to pick one team, it would be the Cleveland Browns. My team is going to be my New York Giants because oh, they're still sticking with they're still sticking with the squad that they have. When you keep your coach, I, I, I get the financial um, reasons for this. But you could easily afford to drop certain people, yeah. right? And people that are not behooving your situation. Clean house, G-Men. Clean <laughs> house. It is time. You've given him enough time. Clean house. It's, it's time for these people to go. They're obviously not getting the job done. We're not even in playoff contention. Clean house. Giants, do better. I'm going to go again. <laughs> with (laughs) my own team as well, the Chicago Bears. And it's because they spent the last few seasons scapegoating Mitch Trubisky, and then they go and draft their rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, and it ends up being the same old, same old. They're 6-10 and 
with the last two wins, they're on a two-game win streak, beating the Seahawks and your Giants, Shihei. So they've been, I mean, abysmal, abysmal. And you've mentioned it many times, Arash. It's made me just just become disgruntled at the NFL <laughs> in general. I can't watch anymore because it's just so, it's like stabbing myself in the heart. It's It's hard to watch. It's painful. Yeah, well... Let's try not to bring up more painful memories. Let's move on from this segment. Guys, thank you so much for uh, your questions. Uh, please hit us up on the hotline. Uh, again, that number is 310-400-0340 and email us at Show at gmail.com. Uh, moving on, guys, it's Tuesday. You know I'm not a Twitter. You guys are like two peas in a pod when it comes to Twitter. I like I'm I need to I know it's been like almost two years. I need to get on track with Twitter. I know I suck. I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I apologize. I, I'm trying, but it's really, really hard for me because it's just not a natural thing for me. But um you guys are on Twitter and right now it is Tuesday. And we're gonna do trending Tuesday. We're bringing it back. Arash it is the end of an era. Yeah. The Blackberry is officially stopping production so there will no longer be any more Blackberries question do you remember blackberries oh, yeah. armand and um did you have a blackberry and um are either of you saddened by this news first of all amazed that the blackberry was still around because um i love the blackberry love 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 the blackberry i still think to to, to, to this day it was the best typing phone the best phone to type on right behind it or right close to it was the old sidekick Loved the old sidekick that you could flip, um, you know, in in a type. Again, I, I love the new phones now, but love the keypad. But every NBA player, every NBA player had a BlackBerry. And I think Jamal Crawford was the last one to not have a BlackBerry. And that happened in 2021. I think tw last year, Jamal Crawford... Uh, <laughs> Just I, I don't know whether his BlackBerry broke and he had to move on. He was the last person I knew that had it. And again, that was as of March of 2021, Jamal had a BlackBerry. I know I did not have a BlackBerry, but if you did have a BlackBerry when I was young, you were the coolest kid at the school <laughs> and also probably the most spoiled kid at our yeah. school. So it was it was a double edged sword in that in that regard. Huh. Yeah, no, I, I, I grew up with the BlackBerry, but I did not have a BlackBerry. Mm. I was a Razor kid all the way. Um, right. I'm, I'm going to take it even back further old school. I had a pager. So, wow. like, yeah, yeah. My, my boyfriend well, at the time were you got a me doctor? No, <laughs> or a drug dealer? Or a drug dealer, <laughs> yeah, no. No, I just, you know, th that was back when you actually still had pay phones. So, yeah, yeah still had a, uh, that, didn't have a BlackBerry. Not saddened by it because I don't know what I was missing, so. Now, listen, you had a pager. You were a really cool <laughs> way back in the day. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.